Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new. What's up, guys? This is Jake Carlisle, and welcome to the Capital Gains Podcast, where we share our experiences on how to flip and invest in real estate, the stock market, and all things fitness. Join us as we dive deep into the world of self-development and get ready to make some capital gains. Hi guys, what is up? It's Jake here, um, just me today, and I've got a really, really special guest today. Uh, most of you know him, some of you may not. He's a pretty popular kid on the block. He uh, he makes makes more money than I do, and that's why I look up to him. Um, as well as you know, he's just a an awesome human being. He's he's uh, he kills it in everything, in every aspect, and um, this is you're gonna love this this, this interview. Um, so what's up, Seth? What's up, homie? What's up, dude? So let me let me ask you a question. We're start start it off real quick. Do do you feel like in maybe a certain area, like I'm kind of like crushing it, or like I'm like kind of doing good? Because like because yeah. yeah. how how I feel is like I feel like I feel like you're crushing it, dude. Because <laughs> like, we we're, were kind of jamming before, which honestly we should have probably put in the podcast because yeah. we were jamming. Well, that's why I told you. I said we're just we yeah. need to start talking. We're gonna talk just like this the whole time. Because he was talking about his real estate deals, and I was talking about like my sales and my whatever's going on. And uh, you know, as you're talking, I'm like, dude, I gotta, man, I gotta figure out real estate. You know, I'm like, man, I'm waiting for the, this year to come up, this next year, but. Yeah, so I'm I'm like thinking the same thing about you. I'm like, dude, you're crushing it. What did you just you just closed on, or you just got two Airbnbs and then two rentals? So, yeah, we're we're trying, man. We're uh, we're, awesome. we're trying to push some passive passive uh, passive income and see that's. But I need to learn that. <laughs> I need to learn. It's like I can make all the money in the world, but I need passive income because that's freedom. Well, when you tell me that you uh, you know you're gonna get ten thousand dollars next week because you close the solar, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> that's pretty nice. But, uh, you know, it's all relative. Yep. It's, uh, that's exactly like, so I talked to, to Zach Sasser, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, bro, what? you know, this dude's, he's a, he's working for Ryan. He's making like, I, I don't want to say how much he's making. Maybe you don't want to know, but like dude's making like grown man money. Like the dude is, is probably going to make, um, I don't know, two, 300,000 this year, mm-hmm. like literally. And, uh, just living the life, traveling, whatever. And I'm like, dude, like. You're living the dream. Working for Ryan Stuman? You kidding me? And uh, he's like, bro, y'all are killing it. I need to figure out what y'all are doing. I'm like, no. You, yeah, <laughs> no, dude. if only you knew, man. But, uh, I mean, I guess that's that's the good part because it keeps us hungry. Yeah. But I, I think just, just I guess, to kind of honor you, but just to kind of keep you, like, to maybe some clarity, like your, your play – or your vehicle right now, like may not be as much up front, but like that's in my mind, like passive income is the goal, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I know for some people it's, it's, it's not, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter how much passive income, I just need to make a lot of money. It's like, no, passive income is a freedom. So yeah. like you're playing the smart game because the whole get rich quick thing is not the way to go. That's <laughs> what Grant Cardone's like. You don't want to get rich quick. You want to get rich for sure. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that I, how you're doing it is, that compounding effect you know yep that's why doctors invest their money with people like you and whatnot so yeah i don't think i mentioned your last name his guy's name is seth williams um <laughs> just look him up you'll you'll see what he's about he's, well you you actually awesome. might you might see uh, <laughs> you might see 
a uh, a receiver from Auburn. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. He was a five star going into Auburn. Uh, he may have gotten drafted. You got some competition there. Yeah, and then there's another Seth Williams, but yeah, that's all right. You uh, you'll you'll see the. He he looks like he looks like Ken the Barbie doll. He's he's like he's ripped. He's jacked. Like you you'll know him when you see him. Um, so, but yeah, it's really cool. Glad to have you on the podcast and uh, excited to chop it up. Yeah, dude, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Love what you're doing, by the way. It's awesome, dude. We're trying. Me and Chatter are uh, we're just trying. We never feel like we do enough, but uh, I'm sure that's how we all are. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. But just trying to get better every day. Um. Well, I think, uh, well, I guess say, tell them what, what you do, um, maybe give them a little background of, on you and, and what your future goals are. Um, so I, I'll start with some background. So I'm a junior slash senior, <laughs> just trying to finish up at college, man. <laughs> I don't even know what I am, but I'm a junior slash senior. At I A&M, feel that one. Uh, studying engineering. Um, I'll just, I'm not going to use, not going to use my degree, but I'm here gonna finish it um blessed to just be here but uh I basically long story short about a year and a half ago um I was working at or I was supposed to have an internship last summer with an engineering company through my major um went I was a really awesome internship super stoked for it um and I lost it due to COVID like fell through just like all the other internships and I was like oh what the heck like what am I gonna do now am I gonna go work back at Hotwell shooting range making minimum wage like what the heck's gonna go on dude um and so yeah so that fell through and then I actually knew the owner of an electrical company so I would pull uh, me and Kyle Goff you know him we'd, we'd pull cable Bayan. through Bayan. we'd pull cable <laughs> through ceilings and you know, at that we're working on government jobs, so we actually were getting paid like twenty one fifty or twenty two fifty or something like that. And pretty twenty good, twenty two hours, money. yeah, twenty two bucks an hour at twenty years old, nineteen years old. Like nobody's making that much. I remember coming home, and my dad was like, "Man, I wish I was making that much when I was your age." And so it was like more money than I've ever made. Um, but I could only work the seven to five. Right. Like that's it. Even though it was more money than I ever made, I didn't like like going home within the week knowing exactly what I'm making next week like I just didn't I didn't like that feeling and so I actually started a uh, my own power washing company and I would go knock my neighbor's doors and I go knock on the door and be like hey I'll I'll, uh I will actually power wash your front walkway for free um yeah just for like publicity and stuff not knowing now I'm like trying to get them to see how dirty their driveway is compared to their sidewalk yep and so they had to hire me and to do whatever. And then when you're halfway done, you stop and you're like, hey, <laughs> you want me to finish it? You can give me a hundred bucks. Yeah, if you want me to finish it. Um, and so, yeah, so I started doing that. And I was I was making, um, like, best I made was like two grand a week. And that That's was pretty good. Yeah, that was super, super good. Um, but I remember at the beginning of the summer, whenever I started doing both of that stuff. So I would go seven to five uh, cable technician. And then right after I got off of work at like five, I would go do power washing jobs. So I'd have time for like one or maybe two jobs. Yeah. And I remember when I started doing that, I'm like, man, this is like, I started figuring out I'm making more money than I've ever made. I told my dad, I'm like, Hey, my goal this summer is to make 15 grand. Just to let you know, if you added up all the main, at that point, if you added up all the money I've ever made my whole life, it'd probably equal like three grand up to that point. So really going from three grand to a goal of 15, yeah, right. It was like term. stupid, yeah. even though 15 is not a lot, but, um, my dad was like, no way. He's like, no way you're going to do that. I, no way. He's like, I'll give you eight max. And 
so I, I, I'm doing both those things for a while. And I start to like right around the time I start to realize, okay, if I just keep this stuff up, I'm actually not going to hit that 15 goal. I got home from a uh, power washing job, like seven 38. I'm in, I'm in my garage, putting all my stuff up, just unloading. I'm all muddy, you know, just grinding know, it out. I know how it is. Me and a, me and my roommate, actually, we power washed in high school. So I know yeah. how it rolls. Dude, if, if you're in high school or something and you're not old enough to sell something, yeah, you should power wash. There's, <laughs> there's probably more money than that, that you can make other places if you're, if you're not old enough to sell. Uh, absolutely. But anyway, so I was in my, I was in my garage and I was, you know, all muddy and stuff. And I see, a, you know, like clean cut dude walking up. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm pretty oblivious to things, honestly. And I'm like, hey, you looking for the homeowner? He's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> right. And uh, so I went and got my dad and him and my dad started talking. I'm inside and my dad's like, hey, Seth, come here. And I walk outside and me and Brody start talking. And my dad's like, hey, he does 75 hard, too. I'm like, oh, no way. Like, I'm on it, whatever. And he, I'm wearing my Texas A&M wakeboarding shirt. And. Uh, he was like, oh, like you wakeboard. I'm like, yeah, I like love wakeboarding. He's like, oh, I got a boat. I'm like, what? No yeah, way. Like, yeah, let yeah. me see your boat. And he pulls up a picture. It's like a 2020 Malibu. And I'm like, wait, how old are you? He's like 27. My dad, I remember my dad said, he's sitting in his chair. He's like, oh, so you're not doing too bad. <laughs> and Brody was like, you know, super humble. He's like, no, like not too bad. Yeah. Um, but at that, at that point, I'm like, okay, this guy's 27. And I don't know what this guy does. I know nothing about this guy, but I know he's 27 and he's got a boat. I well, and that's my weak spot, dude. Like that's my weak spot. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, okay. We start talking. He kind of talks about like what he's doing, the opportunity. He he works for Vivint. He sells for Vivint and uh, runs a team for him. But then invests all that money into real estate. Yep. And so anyway, he's like, yeah, dude, if you're looking for a job or something. And um, next thing I know, I'm out there like 30 minutes later and I'm out there, you know, shadowing them, working with them. And so I kind of juggled with, okay, do I pursue this? I mean, it's door to door, right? Right. So it's like hard. I've never done door to door, even though I was actually knocking my neighbor's doors, which is crazy. Yeah. Just kind of crazy how that works. Yeah. Right. Like always a step ahead or like just setting me up for the future. Yep. And so I kind of debated like, hey, well, I have this 20, you know, I'm, I'm making like more money than I've ever made. Should I stop with this, like quit this and go do door to door? I might not make any money, right? Like yeah. if I don't sell anything, it's 100% commission. So yep. if I don't sell anything, I make zero money. Yep. And I remember when I was kind of debating it and my dad, he's like, you know, Seth, like, I don't know why you would do that. You know, and I love, I, if you listen to this, dad, I love you, but um, he knows I do. And, uh, but anyway, she's like, you know, Seth, like you're making, you know, you're making tons of money, you know, right now. Like you, you probably shouldn't take it. Like, I don't know why you would, but I just, I didn't like having a ceiling. Cause I could, if, if there was 24 hours in the day, we sleep. Well, at that point I'll sleep in like four and so bad, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel we you on that sleep one. six, right? Whatever. We have 18 hours left and nine of it was spent cable technician the next four were spent whatever whatever it is yeah, right you ran out of time yeah run out of time i can only do this many hours of cabling and this many jobs power washing so i knew i didn't like being capped out and i wasn't gonna hit my goal of 15 so i'm like yep. you know what whatever i'm jumping in i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for it yep and if you've ever done door-to-door it's just like or sales in general or started anything in general like it's a slow process it's it really does look like a hockey stick it's a slow process yeah and then all of a sudden, like, you stick it out, you stick it out, you stick it out. You have to be one of the tougher people to stick it out. A lot of people give up before, you know, you start gaining that momentum. And uh, all of a sudden, like, I hit, like, a big week and uh, came home that week. And I remember kind of talking 
I got this is kind of I think a good mental or like life lesson. But you know, there was I remember every single time I'd come home, uh, my dad would ask me, "Did you get any today?" I'd say nope. <laughs> say nope, and uh, he, they kept on going. But like, you know, it was like one, two, three, four weeks. I forget how many, but I I didn't make any money. Yeah. And then you know, one day I came home and he's and he's like, "You sell any?" Like, yeah, I got one. Oh, cool. Next day I come home, you get any? Nope. But it started from like zero every single day to one like every other single day, and it slowly just picked up. Yeah. Like, no, it, there's no turn on the lights and it switches on. Like, autom- automatically starting to become like you know having having more success with it. And so next thing I know, like I come home one day and it's you get one. It was a Monday. You get one? Yeah, I got one. Come on Tuesday. You get one? Yeah, I, I got another one. Come on Wednesday. Yeah, I got another one. Come on Thursday. Yeah, I got two today. There you go. And uh, anyways, at the end of the week, I just I didn't even I whenever I was making no money, I had to stop thinking about making money because when you're in a hundred percent commission job and all you're thinking about is making money and you don't make any money, you're in a dark pit. Yeah. You're like I'm literally oh, yeah. working for nothing right now. Yeah. You know, because especially whenever you're starting out in sales, you don't see the back end of it. You just see like I just went out and worked eight hours today and I made zero money. Yep. I need to go get another job. I need steady pay, and so it's, I had to stop thinking about like i'm out here instant gratification exactly so i had to stop thinking about that i'm like you know what i'm just gonna focus on working at the end of the week i'll calculate how much i made and so at the end of the week um you know finished up on saturday my dad's like how much money you make calculated it a little over seven grand in a week uh, in a week (laughs) and uh, a little over seven grand and i remember my dad looking at me and uh yeah it was just i was like holy crap right yeah it was like just all of a sudden. And so long story short, um, the end of those two months or so, because I was like halfway through the summer, then those two months, I actually um, doubled my goal. I, I finished with double my goal, made about a little over 30. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's pretty legit. Yeah. That, the I think the part where you said, um, you know, if you're just trying to go out there and make money, and especially with sales, um, you know, you eat what you kill. And if you go a week without making any money, but you go knock every day, you're making calls every day, and you make no money, it can feel worthless, yeah. right? And that's kind of like, you know, in, in our end with the flips. Um, with the rentals, it's a little different. But with flips, I mean, you're going from, yeah, okay, you bought you bought it. Now you got to pour a bunch of money into it. And then you're not going to see anything mm. from at least three, four months down the road. Yeah. And then you're going to do all this work for a big paycheck or maybe not a paycheck because we've yep. broke, we've broke even on two places sometimes. Yep. So like, you know, you didn't lose money, you learned, but it's like, Holy crap, what am I doing this for? Yep. You know? And it's really just a mental grind more than anything. Not but even hard physically. Sometimes it's just mental. Dude, you just have to think different. Like you, 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 you have to be a diff. You have to think differently to not, not be okay with having a ceiling over your head. It's funny. It's just so weird and off topic, but <laughs> Uh, Audrey, my girlfriend was watching Divergent last night. And anyways, if you've seen Divergent, they, uh, they're like stuck in a maze, right? They're stuck in a maze. Thomas shows up like the star character. He shows up. He's like changing things. He's like starting to do things nobody else is doing. And the guy who's been there, who's the very first person to been, be there has been there for three years. And anyways, he starts, Thomas starts to do new things. And the guy's like, what are you doing? Like you're getting people killed. You're doing all this crazy stuff. And Thomas like gets pissed at him. He's like, dude, you've been here three years. And you haven't done anything like you can't live here. And I think so many people think like or they're in that mindset of like, well, I'd rather just stay in this ma- like this box. But then you have those other people that are like, 
I'd rather die trying. I remember yeah. Thomas was like, I'd rather go die trying than just stay here the rest of my life. And that's that's how I, I feel like, you know, sales and just wanting to be successful is. And it may not even be financial success, but just anything, man. Like, it's going to it's gonna be hard. It's going to be tough. And it's going to be – a lot of it's going to be on the back end whenever you're going to see the fruits of it. Yep. So I want <coughs> – Sorry. I want you to tell um, – I want you to tell them – you went out and knocked all all of this summer, right? Uh, it was about four months of work, give or take. And you're 20. You're 21. You're 21. Turned 21 um, this summer, yeah. There you go. So, turn 21. Um, most 21-year-olds are going to go get an internship through college or their major or whatever. Um, don't be shy, but tell them. And you don't have to, you don't have to tell them if you don't want to. But tell them just about how much money you made in that four-month span. Yeah. As a 21-year-old. So, what's funny is uh, this is actually pretty parallel to the story I just told. Um, so, if I work for a company called Vivint, run a sales team. And uh, we sell, Vivint's known for smart home security systems. Well, you're starting to see like more solar go on roofs. So, Vivint, multi-billion dollar company, they're like, okay, we're just going to go open up a solar company part of it. And uh, so... First half of this, actually, first three months of the summer was selling smart home. And there was just, this year was a big learning process. Um, so the first three months or so, I made about uh, like 40-ish, 40K in about in the first two or first three months or right, so. Right. Uh, about 40K. Which is still relatively a lot. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah, still relatively a lot. But like in my mind, man, I was failing hard because my goals were so much bigger yeah, i get it I right get it. absolutely um which me by the way if, if you're failing and if you look outside of the vehicle you're in and the opportunity you're in and it's winning for all the other opportunities around you that everybody else has that means you're in a good spot um because that means you're only you can only go upwards but anyways so the first three months i i made about yeah r- roughly 40 and then i kind of decided okay there's a bigger opportunity in solar. Um, I got comfortable selling smart home. I got comfortable knowing it and everything. And I was scared to jump into solar. I'm like, dude, this is new. This is scary. You actually don't get paid in solar till it gets installed, mm-hmm. which is like six to eight, 10, 12 weeks later. Yeah. So like you don't make anything unless until it gets installed. Yep. Same thing as last year though. I'm like, okay. Oh, well, like there's a bigger opportunity on this side. I'm going to go for that. I'm going to jump in the fire. Like yep. I'm not going to be scared about it. I'm going to go learn it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make mistakes. Um, first five deals I closed, they all canceled. Really? Yeah. First five, they all canceled. Uh, like literally just one after another, yeah. you know, one yeah. day I'd close one next day I close another. And they just, next day I know one or two days later, be like, Hey, we just don't want to do it. And it's, it's just the presentation, right? My closing process, all that stuff. So first five deals cl- cancel anyways. We, uh, long story short, the last three weeks, last three weeks, um, Ended up getting about 10 to 12 that are, are getting installed. Um, like closed, paid for, done. Yeah. Um, last three weeks. Well, tell them, tell them how much uh, on average about each one is. Uh, and then you so can go it, into the it really, big, yeah, big it, number. It, well, it really depends because, like, if I go self-gen it myself, I go get the lead and then sell it myself, um, you know, bigger ones which is pretty it's not really normal but like a little over 10k and then some of the smaller ones are like uh if somebody else sets leads and then i go close their lead about 2k or so but anyways and those right think about this like if this is a timeline 
three months of the summer made 40 grand. Yeah. The last three weeks when everybody, and like this is the hardest of the hard, right? You're ready to go home. School's about to start. You've been out there for three months already, like tired. The last three weeks made 57 grand. Made more in the last three weeks than I made in three months. Yep. Because you got uncomfortable. Yeah. And so well, I just think it's, I think it's crazy because it's like the same scenario as it, as it was last year. It's a hockey stick. Like it's slow and then you just got to keep getting uncomfortable and then it kicks off, you know? Um, so yeah, any, and long story short, um, yeah, at, at this summer it'll be a little over six figures. At 21 years old, working for about four months, give or take. That's still a loss, dude. That's failing. That was way lower than my goals. But you're you're uh you're a lot you're a lot more than than most. Just think, like sometimes I I struggle with that too, right? Like I, I think the very beginning of the year, I think our goal was a hundred thousand dollars revenue, um, two flips, which is kind of funny to me now, and um, I think that's what that's what our complete goal was. Yeah. And I think um, with what we have going now, I think we're going to, you know, I think we're probably gross 200, 250 over a 12, 12, 14-month span. And we're going to have four more units, or sorry, four more properties. um, And I still feel like I haven't done anything. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I need to double again next year and then the the next year. Yeah. Right? You know what? And I, I, I don't know. I don't know why, like, you know, like kind of growing up, like it's kind of like you're not supposed to ask people how much they make. You're not supposed to ask people about, you know, the finances behind the business or what's going on. Like, I don't care about being transparent because at the end of the day, it's still baby money. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's still nothing, like nothing zip. So it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what the numbers are, what the deals are. It's just so. Yeah. When you go talk to. Like even even me when I'm when I go and talk to Zach Sasser um, or you know I'm next to Ryan Stuman or you know whoever up there uh, and they're making twenty thirty a month just you know like clockwork without even trying and you know but I'm sure Ryan's making hundreds of thousands yeah. a month yeah, so like sure. it's a different level of things yeah no absolutely dude absolutely but. so yeah he uh, he's definitely killing it and. Um, He's got a a um, a movement that's called Greater Younger, which is is essentially um, trying to become the best you can be, but at a, at a younger age, right? Like most people are gonna wait until they're thirty or thirty five, or until they, something bad happens to them, and and uh, they're like, oh crap, I need to I need to kind of get get my get my butt in gear. Uh, so tell them a little bit about that. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, I wish I could really sum it up. I really, it's kind of hard to. It's just. It weighs heavy on my heart. Um, I don't know if you like my Instagram post today. It's just material things used to motivate me a lot more than they um, than they do now. And I kind of got worried by them. I'm like, dude, am I like not as driven as I used to be? But then I looked at like this house again. It was like a $7 million house and like still like seven, like it's a like lake house, right? I, that's, yeah, yeah. My weak, yeah. that's my weak point and everything. Um, like that boat on your, it, on your screen. Yeah, right? But it, but it ticked again, but it ticked because of uh, – because I'm like, if I live here, like what kind of freedom do me, my wife, my family have, Audrey? Like, uh, what, like what kind of freedom do we have? Like how awesome can we impact the families around us? 
my kids' friends. Like, yeah. we can have the hangout house. So instead of them getting in trouble, doing stupid stuff, like, we can have the cool house. We'll have fun stuff, whatever. You know, Christ-centered family raised there, whatever it is. And uh, and then also, I'm like, and also, if, if this is my family's house, like, think about how many other people are winning because of that. Because, like, yep. I know I can't get there without helping people. Yep. And so, like, that's what's like, wow. If that's my house, dude, I can't imagine what other people are living in. Like, you know what I mean? And so, um honestly the movement I, I can't really explain i just it weighs on my heart to just like create a, a community of of just like inspiring the younger generation like a community where people can just you know share their goals and like not feel bad about it yeah and like it have people tell them your goals aren't big enough like right. you need to be thinking bigger yeah um i think every time i've told seth my goals um you know he always says oh I, uh, you know i want to be doing what you're doing but you know, I think I think one time I told him, yeah, I think I want uh, I think I want my company to be worth you know a billion dollars in twenty years. He's like, well, why don't you make it two? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but it's just that's just the type of thinking. We're yeah, at. exactly. So you know, I, I really I don't necessarily know what it what it is or what it looks like. I just know there's a lot of movements out there and a lot of communities, and uh, a lot of them I don't think help people. Um, a lot of movements and communities in the younger generation I don't think really help and propel younger people forward yep. and so you know we go to a lot of these events and stuff and like there's not a lot of people in the low 20s there Absolutely at all not. at all and like i want to i don't even know man i want to fill up stadiums where it's like all it is is just low 20 like young kid like young people just hungry man just like disciplined hungry just ready for growth and connected with like awesome speakers you know and just kind of changing the narrative really yeah. honestly because this you know we're the next generation that's up and it's uh i can tell you right now we're up for a rude awakening yeah we really are yep. with, with the way we're heading so yeah it's it's getting it's getting scary out there um if you Dude. if you don't kind of stay in your own lane and and uh i guess kind of stay disciplined with yourself um and lead by example you can definitely be consumed by the world or other other things because um, great example. I went to Vegas this last weekend for EXP conference and I mean, there's homeless people like, everywhere, like everywhere. And there's to, just to put it, you know, frankly, there's strippers everywhere, strip clubs, you know, every other door, um, gambling 24 seven. Um, the city doesn't sleep. I mean, there's drugs everywhere. Yeah. So like, that's why they call it sin city. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, you you can get consumed by it. And yeah. um and demoralized because you you know it's so consuming and you mm. can just lose yourself. Mm. You know it's funny you said, man. Why am I bringing up all these movies? <laughs> um, but we <laughs> we were watching Percy Jackson the other day, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you've seen Percy Jackson. Yeah, actually, like when I was in the casino, because um, you know all the all the hotels are literally just big resorts and casinos, and yeah. I was thinking this is like the Percy Jackson movie. Yeah, like the casino. But yeah. yeah. So, anyways, and then if you've seen the movie, or if you haven't, they uh, they there's this casino part, and they start eating this like these lotus flowers, and it puts you in a trance, and you just you're like, oh, I just want to stay here, I just want to have fun, like I don't want to go, like we, we they forgot about their mission, they forgot the the mission they were on, right? And they're like, let's just hang out, let's just have fun. Well, then you know, slowly, uh, Percy, his dad, like starts talking to him, whatever. But anyways, he starts to like snap out. He's like, "Wait, these lotus flowers, like they're they're just messing with me. They're messing with me." So he starts to get out of it, and then, uh, anyways, he gets he gets out of it, and he starts like, 
looking at it, and he's like, wait, this isn't right. This isn't right at all. And she starts to snap his friends back into place. And as he's snapping his friends back into place, they, they leave the place. Like, hey, we need to get out of here. This place is bad. This place is not where we want to be. And they look at the time or whatever, or he talked to somebody, he looked at the time. He's like, wait, what year is it? Like 1973. It's like, what? It's not 1973. And they ended up, they were in there for like five days, but it felt like two hours. And I feel like that's how a lot of people get in their life is they get consumed by what you're talking about. Like yep. just, just consume. Like that's, you know, it's, I, I think in the world, there's just two people. There's creators and consumers. Yeah. And, you know, I'm guilty of it too. Like just scrolling on Instagram. If I'm just scrolling on Instagram, I'm a consumer. Yep. If I'm posting, recording a podcast, going out and working, adding value to people, like trying to help people. Um, that's like being a creator. And so anyways, I think people get consumed in that and wake up 15, 20, 30 years down the road or, are, and I hate, I hope not, but are right. those homeless people Yeah. or just average, which is probably worse than those homeless people, dude. Like, yeah. So. Cause those, those homeless, those homeless people have nowhere to go, but up now. Yeah. You right. know? No kidding. So I think you had a great point um, versus, so creators versus consumers. It's kind of funny, you you know, think about the people who get paid and think about the people who pay. The people who get paid are the producers. The, the people who pay are the consumers. And so it's just simple. I mean, simple economics, I guess, but like if you're a producer, you're going to get paid. If yep. you're a consumer, you're going to, you're going to have to pay, yep. you know? And so it just ends up coming down to, to fundamentals and, um, you know, like, you know, flipping real estate or, or selling Vivint or selling solar, you're producing something for somebody and they're consuming it, right? Um, and yep. so you're providing value for them yep. and you're getting paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, dude, there's just so many, you know, there's just so many opportunities out there. Like, money's out there, bro. Like, there's so much money out there. And that was one of the things growing up I always, you know, wondered, man, where's all the money? <laughs> where's all the money at dude like it's just in these like it's just in these like you know few people's pockets it's just right there for them not for like me or for anybody else just for them it's like no it is everywhere yep you know if you uh one one thing i've definitely learned about just just getting around people that are higher higher achievers um especially uh i'm at a mastermind called apex and i'm sure you're in the same with with keith crafts uh uh mastermind People, the people in there just, just think differently. Right. And so they, you know, when they have $2 million in the bank, it's, you know, no big deal. Right. But, you know, growing up, I grew up in a town where it's like, okay, if you're making 80, 90, you've made it, you know, like mm. a year, 80, 90 a year, you've made it. Like you're driving the Lariat, you have the big house, you know, you, you can go to the baseball games, the football games, whatever. And by big house, you mean like 3000 square foot? <laughs> I don't know. I have yeah, no idea, but I mean. You just, you know, you're you're gonna go buy the the house on five acres and, yep. and or the and that's it. The thing now is is uh they they get married right after they come back to A and M from A and M and yep. buy a piece of land and build their house and live there for the rest of their lives and make sixty eighty grand a year. That's I mean it. that's that's about what it is. And um, you and you know what though, for some people maybe that is. That's right for what they value. Like Absolutely. maybe they love being on that five acres with their dog and their kids and their wife. Like Absolutely. And just staying there. Me, I'm just I think I think we're just speaking to and I think the people that listen to this, right? Listen to right. our our, our co- content and our stuff is like they're the people who have that little tick in them that's like, "Ah, like I'm I'm here right now, but I'm not liking it here. Like yeah. I don't want to be here forever, right. you know?" And so just kind of speaking to those people, it's like there's a way out. Yeah. And you got to get out. 
There, there are more opportunities to not just make money. It's not really super always about making money, but there's so many opportunities to better yourself in any way every single day. Right? Dude, like, just look at who you hang out with. That's the biggest thing. Yep. It's the, it's the content you consume and the people yep. you surround yourself with. Dude. The biggest, best way I could ever really say uh, how to change, I guess, the, the wiring of your mind and, and level up is, is my, my best way is to read books. Like, if, if you can go read a book, because, first of all, I don't know anybody who actually sits down and reads. Besides, you know, like, the people I'm surrounded by, surrounded by because they're, you know, they're high achievers. But other than that, the last time anybody I know read a book was in high school because they had to, right? And I was the same way. I hated reading. But now I read every single morning because I love it, right? Mm. And uh, just the people who you start yourself with, you know, I you, say for you have to be picky. Yeah, for me... It would if you if you're sitting there and you're one of those people that we were just talking about. You had that spark. You want to get out of it, but you don't know how. My like yours is reading books. Mine is just hang around the right people. Yep. Like that's that's it, dude. Like whenever I went on that Cabo Mastermind proximity. Oh, absolutely. Whenever I went on that Cabo Mastermind, um, I mean there was it was a lot of uh, big things happened in my life. But five or six people there had their own podcast. What do you know I do back when I get back about a week or two weeks later? Post my first podcast make, episode. Make a podcast. I had no desire to do a podcast before I went, but yeah. I go get around people who five or six of them have a podcast. Guess what I'm going to do? Yep. And like it, it just it, – it wasn't like a light turning on. It was just, okay, this is what these people are doing. Oh, maybe I should start – yeah, I should, I should do this for this reason. Okay, I'm going to do it. Yep. And so if I – like if, for instance, like this is legit, dude. If I want to get better at real estate and I want to – like actually start getting in the game and like really making some big leaps in it. I need to hang out with you more. Super simple. Like no joke. That's how, cause guess what? You're speaking the lingo. You're looking at properties every single day. You have the connections. Like that's the easiest way. And I guarantee you, I'll probably get a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> I'd get there a whole heck of a lot faster. Um, well, it's kind of like Mason. Exactly. Like he lives with me. And so he just sees it every day. Yep. Um, and you know, it's subconscious to me cause I'm, I'm, I'm teaching him, I guess, but he's just kind of soaking it in and he sees it. He's like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Yep. You know, and now he is, we close on a, close on a flip next week. Dude, you're absolutely right. You want to learn about real estate? Hang out with Jake, right? <laughs> like, or if you want to, you want to be a sales savage, <laughs> hang out with Seth. <laughs> no, but like, dude, and I guess it's so funny. Cause like when you, when we say that it doesn't even sound like it's, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like it's as powerful as it is, but it's actually super true. Like, I remember if you would have gave me a kid that made six figures at 21 last year when I was 20 or 19, yeah, like I'd go hang out with him. Yeah. Like if he can do it, I can do it. I just yeah. need to get around him just to do what he's doing and then just beat him at it. Like, well, I think this is the perfect example. So, so Zach Sasser, he's a he's a salesman for for Ryan Stuman up in Dallas for Breakfree Academy, and um, you know, before it, it's you know, I guess it would be Apex that that brought me there, but really it was just meeting Zach. Uh, meeting his his brother and just being with Zach, he's already at a higher level, like thinking wise, because he's surrounded by Stuman all day. Mm. Well, if you're working with Stuman and you're Stuman's right hand man, what are you going to turn into? You're going to be a freaking savage, right? Be a little mini Stewie. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, if I get to be by Zach twenty four seven or a- have access to him, or for Chad, it's going to be Burton Hughes or me. I've got Michelle Humes in my pocket or nope. um, whoever. You've got Brody. We both have Brody, but you've like you're really into Brody, um, and uh, 
Keith Kraft. Yeah. Yeah. Like just these people, and they they love to help. Like you wouldn't think these people would love to help because you know they're they're rich. Who, what do they, what, is the, what do they care? But really, it's the rich people, it's the wealthy people in mind, body, and spirit that love to help you, and it's the poor people who know it's me, 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 me. Yep. And but don't let me just I guess kind of clear the air. Um, so not like people aren't I guess oblivious like I was, is was I expected all those people to help me. Um, I expected them to help me for free. That is that is so true. Actually, yes, very, 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 very true. Um, but I realized. I remember. I, I this is funny. Um, because I actually got to hang out with Steve Weatherford not too long ago. But I think three years ago, or two years, yeah, three years ago or something like that. I DM Steve Weatherford. I was like, Hey, dude. Like, I don't remember how many followers he had at the time. Um, like two hundred thousand or whatever yeah. it was. Uh-huh. I was like, I love what he's putting out. I'm like, hey, dude. And at that point in my life, I was kind of lost. Like, I was kind of like, didn't know what I wanted to do. I was hungry. I just had no idea where to go. Like, we're, right. the person we were just talking about. And I DM'd him like, hey, man, like, can we just hop on a call for like five minutes? Like, just so I can just like get some guidance. I remember he messaged me back. I could probably pull it up. Um, I don't want to after I get off this podcast, but I could probably pull it up. But I remember he said something. He's like, dude, you just expect me to give you five minutes. Like, I have nothing else better to do. Like, we don't have a relationship. I don't know you. And, like, it, like, kind of hit me in the heart. I'm like, geez. Yeah. But it's legit. Bruises your ego a little bit. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, who am I to ask this guy for five minutes of his time? Like, he's got family. He's got business. He's got fit. He's got all this other stuff, you know? Um, So, number one, if you want to get, like, in these people's life, maybe you don't have the money. And it's not always money. But, like, adding value. Supporting. That's a big thing, dude. And I, I know you can probably test this. But, like, just, like, kind of you know, the stages that we're in with our content and where we're kind of trying to, what we're trying to produce with like greater younger stuff like that. Like, dude, I like, if you're just a supporter, if you just show love, you support. Yeah. Like, dude, you, there's no, you don't have to involve any money. You don't have to do anything. Like, dude, I love you. Like you're in, you know, like that's adding value to my life. So you just have to find a way to add value for Ryan. Like now it's super dope. Ryan, I'll post a, a, a picture of me at the gym for my dues paid or whatever it is. Ryan will swipe up and be like, let's, you know, LFG, like, let's go, yep. whatever it is. But it's like, you know, if I pay 10 grand to go to that Cabo mastermind, it's not always money, but sometimes it is money. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it's not like Ryan needed 10 grand, but he saw, okay, this guy's supporting me. Yep. What I, what I, what I am putting out there, what I'm producing, he's supporting just everything about me. And he's showing that with his 10 grand yeah. as a 20, 21 or 20 year old at the time. So now he's like, now he follows me. Like I could probably ask him to do a podcast, but yeah, you know. So yeah, it's, it's uh, this is a this is really good. Like, this is exactly you know what what uh, one of the big things that that Ryan does. Um, it's it's called build your machine in Apex, and one of the big things is he he makes you do he makes you make a dream twenty five. So like the top twenty five people that you want to do business with or be friends with or, or whatever. And all he says is, you don't you don't need to DM them, you don't need to do nothing. You need, you need to be you need to be liking their posts, commenting on their posts, and showing them that you care about them. Yep. And that is it. And then eventually, you know, hey, they're gonna they're gonna see it. Um, like like for me, not on every single one of Ryan's posts, but on, on some of them, it's, I get an alert as soon as he posts it, and if I like it. I'll comment something, and as soon as as soon as I comment, if I'm one of the first ones, he'll like it. So I know he read it and got some value from it, right? Um, so if you know, if I do that, 
for the next two years, and then I go meet him, he might, might remember my name, right? Um, and it's, that's with anybody, right? Like, yeah. for, for Chad, with Burton, it's going to cost $5,000, but I think, like, he told me Burton wants to be, like, his right-hand man. Like, Burton's like, hey, like, like let's go. Like, yeah. five grand? Chad was like, holy crap, that's a bunch of money. Ten grand? That's not a small amount of money, no. right? Like, but when you put out that ambition, like me going to get my real estate license, spending two or three grand to get that. It's more than talk, and that's what they right. care about. Because at, w- at the levels they're at, it's not about the money. That no. 10 grand to uh-huh. Ryan, it's not about the money or, nope. or for Burton Hughes, whatever. Like, it's not about the money. It's that if they're going to invest time and energy into somebody, that person has to be willing to, to actually do the work and, like, actually do what they say not just be a talker yep you know and so that's why the money backs it up like hey i actually believe myself enough i'm going to put money on the line like okay i can trust this guy probably yep i'm gonna invest the time and money or time and energy into him yep absolutely and that's that's really what it comes down to like like for example when you have a podcast or when you're posting you know constant instagram content or um i don't know going to the gym every day or working out twice a day even though you don't really tell that to everybody or, um, you know, project it directly to people, they see it, right? They see you putting out podcasts two, three times a week. They see you working out twice a day. They see you, you know, posting about your real estate, posting about your sales. And that really all up to them, that's saying, this guy's for real. Like, he's not just a talker. Oh, I want to get into real estate. Oh, I want to knock some doors. Oh, I want to, you know, have a boat. Okay. What are you going to do to get the boat? Yeah. Okay. Then go do it. You know, that's yep. all they want to see. They want to see action, not, not words. Yep. No, you're exactly right. It's the high level stuff, dude. Yeah. This is high level good. stuff. Um, all right. So I think I have a, a few ending questions. I'm sure it'll also go 20 minutes, but, uh, I think one of my first questions is going to Sorry dude, you get a couple of salesmen like <laughs> <gonna> talk. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if you can call me a salesman. I'm I'm just somebody who's trying to make some trying no, to do dude, something. One thing I can tell you, to get those real estate deals and those uh financing providers that you're getting and all that stuff, like those backers, like you're selling yourself, you're selling you and Chad are selling y'all's company. There's no way y'all can get those connections without selling it. That's like, true. You know? That's true. I no suppose doubt. it's just a different type, I I guess. <laughs> Um, but I, I've got a, I've got a, a few questions for you. Um, I guess my first question would be, what does success mean to you? When you wake up in the morning and you say, I want to succeed, what does that mean? Um, you know, success, I would say is, is honestly living my full God given potential for whatever my purpose, whatever he, my purpose for him is here on the earth. Like that's whatever it is. Like like fulfilling that, like the full, everything he, I was put here to do and I'm capable of the mission he put me, put me here to do, like fulfilling that, you know? And that's why the whole, you asked me about the greater younger movement. I really can't answer it super coolly. I, that's just being transparent, but it's just something that's on my heart. And I feel like it has something to do with that, you know, that higher purpose and higher mission. But that's, that's what success means to me. And it's it's kind of interesting that you say that you can't put your finger on what greater younger like actually like is or stands for um, because you're still putting it together yeah right? like you're still creating it and I I think once we get clear on what we want it'll be a lot easier but you kind of have to go through the turmoil and and figure out what you want right and so that that's kind of how I am with um, you know the capital gains podcast or you know the website we're gonna do where 
we can we can teach people how to invest or put out blogs for people as uh, as education. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to figure out. I'm going to figure it out, and I, I think that's a that's a big thing because you're not supposed to have it figured out. No, dude, at all. One thing I've I've noticed as I uh, like sort of you know matured a little bit, kind of got more life experiences and stuff, especially over this summer, and just connecting with those people that are on a different level than us, higher level. Um, nobody has it figured out. Do not let them fool you. Like it does. I I'm not kidding. I don't care how high of a level they are on. They do not have it figured out. Yep. Jeff Bezos, even though he just exited Amazon, who's another person that's still uh, – Elon Musk is still with Tesla, right? Yeah. He does not have it figured out, I promise you. Like nobody has it figured out, so don't let them fool you. They're just willing to actually – like they're they're actually comfortable in that space. They're used to it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like if you look at people and they're successful, don't think they have it figured out so it's easy for them. Yeah. Look at them like, dude, they're tough because it – you know – if they've been in the game, like Andy Forcello with First Form, you know, he's had the company for over 20 years. If he's been in the game for 20 years, he's been in the phase of figuring it out for 20 years. And still figuring it out. And if we're only in this like a year, two years, bro, you know what I mean? So it's having a lot of, yeah, humility with it for sure. So, yeah, yeah you got to be willing to stick through that. I think it's uh, I think it's normal to think, oh, I don't have this figured out. I'm not good enough. Um, that's, you know, that's called imposter syndrome, which – I think all of us have. I think even the guys say Andy. Andy still has imposter syndrome sometimes. Um, Ed Milet, I think, has said, um, you know, he gets imposter syndrome every time he goes up to the to speak, and he's one of the best speakers I have ever heard in my life. Yeah, he's crazy. He's awesome. You know, I actually heard uh, on the latest event I went to in San Diego, Steve. Somebody was talking about one of his coaches was talking about imposter syndrome, and it's crazy. I've never heard this analogy of imposter syndrome before. Um, but something I, especially when you start putting out content, something you run into almost like not even, not every single day, but almost every single day. Oh yeah. You're like, dude, am I, should I even be doing this? Yeah. Um, but he said, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said like, when I think of imposter, if you're not running into imposter syndrome, that means you're not growing into somebody new. So that means he's like, if you're, if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, that means you're doing something that your current self hasn't done yet. So you're growing. Yeah. And uh, I've just, ne- I've never thought about it that way. I've always thought about it like, oh, I'm faking it. Yeah. I never thought about it was like, oh, I'm doing something that's like as a, a, um, a more developed version of myself would be doing. Right. So right, I'm growing right. to reach that point, you know? Right. I think that's, you know, the, the reason we think is, you know, fake is because, you know, the word imposter, um, that's just m- coming to meant fake, right? Like imposter means you're not who you say you are. Right. Um, but I guess that's a, that's a really good analogy because realistically, like I think in, uh, in Apex, Ryan, in Apex executives, Ryan wants everybody to write a book and start a podcast. Well, I started a podcast um, just really just because I was in Apex and I saw everybody else doing it. I was like, I'll do it. And then now everybody's starting to write books. And I even had a thought yesterday. I don't even know what I read a book about. But, uh, you know, like. And I had imposter syndrome because I don't like, I feel like I'm not good enough to write a book. And I, you realistically, I'm probably not. But like, you know, give me three, four years, I probably will be. And I'm sure I'll still feel the same way. Oh, I haven't yep. done enough. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, like if I, if I want to go level up in real estate or as a real estate agent, I just got real estate license. I know a lot about real estate, but now I'm in a new area and I need to go learn that. And I feel like I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? 
So I really like that analogy. Yeah, because whenever you look at it that way, instead of like, you know, the if I feel like I'm having imposter syndrome, it's oh, I'm faking it. You know, I'm I'm putting out a persona that I'm not. Like that that forces that makes you want to like degress. It makes you want to slow down and qu- and be more quiet and kind of suppress yourself. Whereas looking at that analogy I just said, it makes you want to lean into that. It's like oh wait, I'm having imposter syndrome. That means I'm growing oh, I need to lean into this. Like, I need to go more, you know? Um, yeah, so I think it's... I think that's that's something like uh, you read uh, How to Set Up Your Personal Brand for Under a Thousand Bucks. Yeah. And, like, when, when Fleischman says you need to have your own event, like, that's one of the big things that I have, first of all, never even thought about doing. Um, and when I think about it, I'm like, holy crap, who the hell would come, I don't know, listen to me or come to my event or, like, like, would would I be the only one there? <laughs> yeah, dude. you know, and which means you know maybe you should maybe we should do it like. And he talks and he talks about it. By the way, we should throw an event together or something. Because really because I, I read that book on I told you uh, yeah. on the way home from from Driven, I literally read that book whole book on a, on the plane ride and I uh, I still have a goal to to do two events by the end of the year. The year's not up yet. So I, wrote, I remember I wrote that they're going like down 45 days. That's not bad, but it doesn't that. have to be a big event. It can no, be. I, I, that's, that's the whole thing though, is we're always worried about making it perfect and making it, but that's yeah. not the, nobody starts big. Nobody does. Um, the whole point of it is just getting started and you learn as you go, yep. you know, well, it's, I, I'm a big proponent of, um, imperfect action mm. beats perfection 100% of the time, because while the perfectionist has, waited a year to go flip his first house and find the correct deal and make a hundred thousand dollars. I have, um, failed and broke even and made money and lost money on seven deals. And now I can go, you know, I have the relationships. I have the connections. I know the people where I can go make a hundred thousand dollars 10 times over the next year when he hasn't even flipped the house. Mm. Right. I may not have done it perfectly, but if we could throw an event, sure, it won't be perfect, but we'll learn from it. And we'll be that much better than somebody who just didn't do anything. But what it stems from is I think we're we're, we're scared to fail. As human yeah. beings, we're just scared to fail, you yeah. know? Um, scared to see what, to hear what people think about us. Scared for the opinion. Scared to, to fail. Like, you know, even in schools, that's how we've been taught up through schools. It's like you raise your hand, you have the wrong answer, you get laughed at. And sometimes teachers almost make, like, remarks at you. Like, why would you think that? Like, yeah. Well, tell me why you think that. You well, know, like it's, it's like if you get a if if Seth gets a ninety five on his uh, economics test and I get a seventy five, well, I must be an idiot. And Seth must be a genius. Not necessarily. Seth's just that much better at economics, right? Uh, the first time around, that's 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 the, I don't get it, dude. Like school, sc- the goal of it, it's super clear. Just like the whole goal of the pandemic, it's not about health. Has nothing to do with health. Um. The goal of school is clearly not to learn and educate ourselves. The goal is to, like, take tests. That's it. That's all it is. Because if the goal was to learn, and if I failed a, a, a test, right, that means I failed the unit. That means I didn't learn the unit. Yeah. So then ideally, you right, you'd go back and you'd go and learn it more and then take the test again to, like, learn it, right? Yep. So, uh, but I think, yeah, I just think so many things, have, especially with social media, we're so much more scared to fail. Everybody's so judgmental. Um, but yeah, scared to fail. Well, and it's sure. like, um, you know, it's, it's really crazy because you think about going back to high school, 
You had to ask her to the bathroom. You had 20 minutes to eat lunch once a day, and you couldn't go outside. You couldn't go get lunch anywhere else. Um, you had to sit in your desk for an hour at a time, and then you can only leave when the bell rang. And so you're kind of conditioned to um, not really question the rules. You're just conditioned to go with the flow and and ask to go to the bathroom and you know, ask if you can go to the restaurant because you don't have the, the jab and I don't know. It all kind of makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, yeah, no, literally. And, uh, it, when we, when we talk about like being scared to fail, it makes me think about the, I think it's, it's Teddy Roosevelt, right? The man in the arena. Yeah. Um, but do you, do you know that quote off the top of your head? Um, I don't know it exactly, but, um, let me pull it up real quick. Okay. Anyways, as, as he's pulling it up, I'll kind of tell what I was, I was going to say. So when we talk about being scared to fail, it makes me think of that of that quote of the man in the arena of, of basically how it breaks down. He'll come up with it, but is it's like the the man in the arena who's bleeding, who's getting laughed at, like is is the man to respect, not the people in the stands. You have it. Yep, I got it right here. So this is by by Teddy Roosevelt, um, and this is one of my favorite quotes ever. And I got this from my uncle because he. Uh, when he was playing football at Texas Tech, he his coach would tell would tell it to him every single every single time every single game. Um, I think it was after before after either way. Um, and this is this is when where I talked about Zach Calzada and he you know he he uh, I literally was gonna talk about that. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even know you talked about that. Yeah, I he about uh, that. he did pretty pretty bad in Mississippi State game and then came back and beat Alabama. Everybody loved him, and this past weekend everybody hates him again because he lost to Ole Miss. So this is this is the quote. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Yeah, dude. So I was going to talk about the Zach Cal- Calzada thing, but I think it just like growing up, I was one of those people. I was one of those people that when you're a consumer, all you do is critique the creators, and all you do is like watching football, right? Watching NFL football. Man, dude, Aaron Rodgers is trash. <laughs> hey, compared to me, <laughs> compared to you, Aaron Rodgers is not trash, right? <laughs> but us and, and the 30, 40-year-old, 50-year-old dads at B-dubs drinking a beer, man, I could throw a football. No, you couldn't. You could not. But all we do is all we do naturally as humans is we just critique the creators, the men in the arena. And so Zach Calzada, I remember whenever the first game he came out, everybody was talking smack. Like I, I forget where I was, but people were talking smack about it. And in my head, I'm just thinking like, you know what? I don't even care if this guy throws 17 picks. He's number one, better than all of us in this room. Yep. And he's at least out there. Like I have a tremendous – I don't know who he is. I have no idea if he's a cool dude. Like if I wouldn't like – I don't know. But I have so much respect for him for going out there because I know there's a lot of pressure being in the middle of that arena, you know. Yep. And then we beat Bama, and he gets all the praise. All the people that were talking trash, then praise him, right? And then this last Mississippi State game, we go on like a five-game winning streak or three-game, whatever it is. I don't even keep up with it anymore. 
But uh, then we play uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. There we go. And we lose. People talking trash about Calzada again. And so it's a it's a never it's a flu- always a fluctuating thing. And um, like that whole the reason like everybody critiquing him. That's why that's why he's like probably I you know as some some ways probably scared to fail because he's always getting critiqued. He's all you know like that's something. I think those type or those people that kind of go in that space start to overcome, yeah. right? Yeah. But well, they have to. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But uh, the reason why we're scared to fail is because, yeah. And so, especially if you're hanging out with people who are like that, who always critique, well, guess what? You're going to be super scared to fail, and you're not going to want to be motivated to go try things and do things that stretch you and lean into that imposter syndrome because you're going to be scared to fail. You yeah. Know? I think it. Uh, it is really something to say because you're, you know, you're playing SEC ball and you're getting chased by six, four, 320 pound dudes, you know, on the other side of your own linemen. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care. I really don't care who you are. You're going to be scared when they're running at Dude, you. Right. Like no doubt. Bro. Like you could be the best in the world. You're still not going to, you're not, I mean, it's just like, yeah, you got to have some big cojones to go back there and throw the ball. You know? No doubt, dude. Um, no doubt. And I think it just goes back to like there's just so many fundamentals and principles that I think that like we need to adopt in our life and our lifestyle. But it's like just don't hate. Don't hate on people. You know, somebody gets a bigger check than you. Somebody gets an opportunity that you didn't get. Like don't hate on people. Just, yep. And that's that's some things that I, I, I have to work on daily because sometimes I see um, like sometimes I see some people getting opportunities or, or making this money or making that money. And sometimes I, I like subconsciously you get jealous because you're like, man, like for sure, why couldn't I do that? Like, why can't I get that? But if you really just focus on your path and your your goals, the opportunities will come for you. They just look different. That's it. That's really it. They, like the opportunities are there. You just gotta look for them and quit looking at the other person's plate. Like, there's a great podcast by Andy Frisella. I think it was in the MFCO days. He said, "Quit counting other people's money." You count other people's money, you ain't going to have no money yourself. Yep. So, that's... And, uh, and, and, like, there's also another side of that, I think, of the whole consumer creators. All consumers do is count other people's money. All they care about is what the Kardashians did or, or how well Zach Calzada played or how good this person did or what this person's doing. They're only worried about them, so, therefore, they're never moving forward because all they're worrying about is if this moves, this person's moving forward and or hoping they move backwards you know they're never moving themselves forward yep and uh the creators that we listen to all they care about they block out all the noise they're just like dude i'm just i'm moving myself forward i'm gonna have haters and i'm gonna have people that love me but i'm just moving myself forward yep there uh so i you know and this is this speaks exactly to how um how like what we're talking about so i know that grant cardone has a bunch of haters oh yeah like a bunch and he and like even me myself if I he, he's not my type of guy, like his personality is is really really rambunctious and and out there and just super huge, and it's not not who I am. Like I probably wouldn't like hanging out with him, but the dude doesn't care, and he just keeps winning and keeps making money and keeps doing deals and like he he's probably one of the most hated, but he's the richest and the most successful, and if that doesn't tell you what you need to be doing, I don't know what will, and. Yeah, and the whole thing is like, if you try to please everybody, you'll please nobody. Yep. And so I don't. You know who Peter Vugd is? 
Sounds familiar. Super, super young, young guy. He actually did door to door sales. Uh, I think he worked for Vivin actually. Um, but he's a super, super young guy. He has like a podcast and stuff. Um, he's tied in with like all those. Big, he just did a podcast. He's doing podcasts. Everybody. He's just big entrepreneurial guy. Um, I heard him on an interview the other day. He said, "The worst thing you can be in this new economy of social media, um, digital, all this stuff." He said, "The worst thing you can be in this new economy is just another." Just another realtor. We're just talking about every mom and dad. Every dog is a realtor. Yep. Everybody's a realtor. Everybody wants to become it because they think it's easy. The worst thing you can be is just another. Just another realtor. Just another college student. Just another door-to-door salesman. Like, just another every, like, even, that's the worst. And so that's why even us, like, posting what we do on Instagram, it's just different than all the other college kids. But the worst thing we can be is just another. And that's what I used to be. I used to be the person that. Yeah just post the date party pictures or whenever I went on the lake or whenever I went to Mexico for a vacation with family. And yep. guess what? Everybody posts that stuff. Yep. Nothing about me. Nothing like just another, you know? Yep. Yeah. It's uh, and, and you know, even you can even get deeper into that. You're not just another door knocker. You know, I'm not just another real estate investor. Exactly. Like you, you have to separate yourself from even there because they're, you know, once you get into those higher level rooms, there's still also people in there that are just in others. You know, they get comfortable where they are, but you have to keep rolling and keep moving. Um, and I think that one of the best examples of this is uh, um, in CrossFit. It's uh, Matt Frazier and Tia Toomey, Tia Claire Toomey. So they're obviously the dominant ones. Like dominant, you know, like they've won the last five years in a row. Everybody else, they go to the games pretty consistently. Right, like, like Catherine Davis' daughter, or Annie Thor's daughter, or uh, Noah Olson is a perfect one. They go to the games, super, super fit, one of the best, but they haven't ever won. And the only people who consistently win and are are different from the rest, Matt Fraser, Tia Clartumi, because they aren't just another. Everybody else is just another. And even though it's at another high level, once you get to the high level, which we we're going to be, you got to separate yourself still. Yep, and it's just like just like students here. If you need, if you're trying to be a doctor or a lawyer, you can't be just another student with a 4.0. Even if you have a 4.0, you can't be just another 4.0. You gotta be a 4.0 with experience or drive or work history. You just gotta you gotta separate yourself somehow. It goes in so like it, and it's even past business like relationships, dude. I remember whenever I was it's like in my even stage, bigger relationships. Yo, you're you're actually you're actually I would say right. Um, like when I was in my single stage for a, a while, dude, like I was, I was that just another guy. Like I was that just another, well, my just another level was lower than everybody else is just another level. So I don't know. Like I just, I was just another and, uh, just looking for just another girl. Like it was just average looking for average, nothing like it was just, that's basically what it was. Just another, just another relationship was what it was. Yep. Um, and then I was like, dude. Like, why? Why am I putting out this persona that has nothing, like, it's not me. It's has nothing to do with what I value, who I am. That's when I started putting out 75, all that stuff, right? And then I go to the mastermind, connect with Pastor Keith, and then I start putting out just, like, even more of my stuff and, like, more open up more about my faith and everything. And what do you know? I somehow find Audrey's account. I was like, oh, she's posting cool stuff. She's, like, posting motivational stuff. I'm like, okay, a little bit in common on, you know, something more than just another. Right. Um, followed her. 
she looked at my stuff, my posts. Well, I'm opening up about faith and all this stuff that nobody our age is open up. Like just about no, nobody else is like saying this stuff. Oh, this guy's different. Automatically, she knows I'm different. You know, then she DMs me and like that's how it hits off because it wasn't just another. It was like, oh, that's actually what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I think that's a that was a big thing as well. Like I could I could talk about that with Amber mm, for um, sure. I think you know after, after like when you're in high school, you're just kind of you know you'll you'll take whatever you can get. Like if if it's pretty, like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take it. That's right? all you're looking for, you're right? Yeah. Like you don't care because it's just another it's just another pretty girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, you know after a pretty I, guy if you're <laughs> <laughs> after I got out of that, um, I really had to kind of step back and look at hey, what do I actually want? You know what I mean? Like, what? Because I don't think I don't think people do. I think people just kind of let whatever falls in their lap and they accept it, for sure. And I think one of the big things for me was I would think about or visualize, hey, this is what I want my girlfriend, wife, significant other to be like, right? And then I wouldn't really compromise that, right? Like, if mm. I mean, maybe if she didn't have the tan skin, I I, I wanted, okay, maybe I'll compromise that. But like, that's that's shallow stuff. You don't you, you don't you can compromise the shallow stuff. Mm you can't compromise the personality or the character or, um, you know, how they are. Is Amber, what? whenever you, like, would go back and you, and if you could go back to, like, and think about what you were visualizing, like, the uh, the personality you were visualizing, the character, just the, just the, the, the character, the soul, the being, is that, is that Amber, like, what you were visualizing? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the, the only thing that I didn't, um, that I didn't get, and she knows this, and I make fun of her all the time for it. Well, she kind of makes fun of me. Um, the only thing that I didn't get I know it's was a super tan, oh. super tan skin and glasses. Glasses. Um, <laughs> I, and she actually wore glasses, and then she went and got LASIK, and I was like, I don't want, I want the glasses. <laughs> and um, so I that she that just funny. she just makes fun of me for that, but uh, yeah, funny. it's all good. I. Uh, but dude, what, I think, what did you think I was I, I'll say? say I, well, no, I think that's an important point because, like, the person you're with right now, like, that's what, you, like, you visualized it. You visualized, you knew who you were. That's first what you have to do. You knew who you were. So, therefore, you knew what you wanted after you found that out. And then you didn't compromise. You're like, okay, I'm going to visualize this is what I want, and that's what I'm going to focus on. If something comes in and it doesn't fall in that category, then it just falls out. It's like a filter. It just flows out. Yep. Dude, that's the same exact thing I did. I, I wanted a, a tan uh, brunette. <laughs> Sorry, blonde girls. Just couldn't Sorry, do it. Sorry, blonde Just girls. Just couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's exactly what I did, and I I started to figure and I started to figure out who I was, and I was like, okay, I know who I am now. Now I know who I want. I also know what I don't want, and so I just started to filter out like people I didn't want, and they someone came in my life that I I knew like didn't fit in that visualization. Then they weren't they weren't I wasn't going to fake it. Like I wasn't going to play with it. I wasn't going right. to do any of that. Cause it was wasting time on finding the right person. It's so crazy, dude. Like I, it's, it's, it's it, I think it goes with just gratitude, like a good check with gratitude, but we're like, I don't know if you heard this on the podcast not too long ago, but it's like, remember what you have. This is Sal for said this. Remember what you have is what you, is what you once wanted. Yeah. And absolutely. It's so crazy, dude. I remember like, I literally, I tell everybody about that. I literally prayed, closed door, like prayed about to have a girl like Audrey. And it's sad that sometimes like you forget like that amount of gratitude with yeah. it. But literally, like 
I thought there was no way I was ever going to find someone like that. Like, no way, especially yeah. in college, right? And so it's just insane. But I filtered out the people that didn't fit in that. Otherwise, I would have wasted a lot of time. Right. And it would have held me back. Right. If I'm if I'm with somebody who values the complete opposite stuff of me, that's going to start to fluctuate my values. And it's going to get me off of course. And therefore, I'm not going to be with the right person that we, you know, are on the same wavelength. Yep. And I, I think you, you hit a nail on the head earlier. You said uh, you figure out what you don't want also. I think that's a big one. Um and I, it, you know, it looks a lot of a lot of different ways, but um, you can figure out what you do want. But if you figure out what you don't want, it filters out a lot easier mm. um, because you see those red flags, or you know, they don't have a quality you want, and it's automatically no. Mm. Like if yep. if it's if it is, I don't I don't know. Yeah, keep you you say what you're doing. Well, that all I was gonna say is like uh, it, that figuring out what you don't want is I think is probably one of the most powerful things. Like. It can go in relationships. It can go to business too. Knocking doors. I never thought I would knock doors in my life. Like never, ever, ever. I got the engineering degree, or I'm in. I'm majoring in engineering because I, you know, I want the cool, sexy engineering job, right? That's like what we're growing up to think. I'm the first person in my family to go to college, like all that stuff. Well, guess what? Knocking doors taught me I never want an hourly or salary jo- salary job. Yep. Like. Never. I will never go back to that yep. because I knocked doors and I did that. So now I know what I don't want. And it's not an hourly or, sa- yep. hourly or salary job, you know. And I will like, like to piggyback off of that, flipping houses or, you know, buying rentals or house hacks. It makes me realize, and, and this is kind of what Mason said the other day. Um, like, I literally do not care what I have to do to make money. Like, if I went destitute, bankrupt, whatever, um, Unless it was the only choice I had. Realistically, it's not. I have a bunch of choices. If it was the only choice I had, I guess I would go work an hourly. But if I had a bunch of choices, I would never work an hourly job ever again in my That'd life. That'd be my last option. My last resort. Because I'm not just going to sit on my butt and not do anything. But, like, that's, yeah, that's 100% my last resort. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's good. And I think another one, it was, uh, I think you t- you said it a, a while ago. It was it was I think we were talking about um, you know thirty minutes ago. What was what's the success mean to you? And you were like going for your 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 God given potential and um, striving for more, no matter what. And I, I think it was perfect because I was just messing with Mason the other day, and I said, Hey, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna buy another one. And uh, it's just it's a lot of stress on me sometimes to to keep going. And um, he was like dang like you're you're killing it and i'm like man i guess so i'm either gonna i'm either gonna and this is this is what i said i'm either gonna get rich or i'm gonna burn down (laughs) and um you know that's that's pretty vulgar but you know basically it's like hey like i'm either gonna fulfill my potential or i'm gonna die trying basically like and i'm fine with it you know um because if if i give my full effort right like i can't regret anything at the end of the day and if even if i went did go bankrupt now Guess what I could do? I have a bunch of different avenues to go make money, and I know how to go find a property, put money into it, flip it, and make money. Dude, like now, now I'm set. I don't have like, I will never have to rely on a job ever again. Yep. And the freedom that comes with that just knowledge is insane. Dude, it's, I, I, it's worth everything. Well, it's like, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't even know why I brought it up, why I thought about it, but that thing about the divergent, it's like. 
If we could think about life like that, like if we stay in this box in the middle of the maze, if we stay in this box, like we're, we can't live here forever. Like for the people like us who are listening to this, who like do not want to be average, if we have the mindset of we cannot be here, like we have to die trying. Like that's our that's our only option. I, I refuse to stay here. <laughs> yeah. You know how much further we'd get because we're not actually, you know, running in the maze going against these, I think it's called grievers or mo- whatever it is to die. We're, this is, we're talking about like putting yourself out there, making content. Yeah, realistically, you ain't dying. No. <laughs> but if we had, yeah, right. But if we had that mindset, like, you know how much further along we'd be. Absolutely. So I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's like spot on. Yeah. And know? I think when I, whenever, like, I think it crosses my mind every day, it's like, man, you could just be, you could just be chilling and working a job and not having any of this stress. But it's like, man, screw that. Like, I will, um, I will literally do whatever it takes, and I, I, I kind of operate on a zero options mentality. Like, I don't care what it's going to take, but I'll do whatever it is, and I'm not going to quit mm. because I can't quit. Yeah. Like, I, I guess technically the option is there, right? I can go press quit whenever I want. I can sell everything. I can, do, I can stop. But in my head, that is not an option at all. It never will be. Yeah. Right? Like, I think about it. Oh, it'd be so nice to not do anything. But, you know, realistically, I, I'll never stop. I'll never stop. Yeah, because there's no such thing as, like, just staying stable. It's either growing you're or either dying. Growing or you're dying. That's it. It's either growing or dying. So, yep. It's a good podcast, dude. I think it was good. Yeah, we uh, that I, I told you that that last question. What does success mean to you? It went 35 minutes. <laughs> um, I guess I feel, like, I feel like we just finished a part one of it too, dude. <laughs> like, there's another. I could I could probably ask you the next two. Um, We'll keep it for another one. Yeah, we'll keep it'll whoever listened all this way. We'll it'll be waiting. good. We'll keep um, it because now it's six oh seven. We started at four thirty. Yeah, it's good. I think uh, I think people eat it up. I That's hope so cool. at least. But I appreciate you having having you on here, dude. Pleasure's mine, bro. Absolutely. We're, mine. we're gonna have to do it again. It'll be a part two or something. Say, dude, this is good. Just connected. I haven't seen you in a while, so I it was know. good. Just to, this been, is like uh, literally. What this podcast just was is like a normal conversation between me and Jake. Like, no joke. Well, that's and that's why, you know, before this, I was like, man, we just need to start the, start the podcast because <laughs> we were just chopping it up, talking, yeah. talking, talking. And I was yeah. like, this is what we're going to talk about. Let's just go. <laughs> you um, didn't say that. So, so no, dude, the pleasure's mine, bro. Pleasure's yeah, mine. Absolutely. I appreciate it a lot. But uh, appreciate you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day. I'm working sun up till the sundown. Yeah. I'm getting it every day. These niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new.